and welcome to the check-in podcast brought to you by Luxemore Studio. My name's Megan, owner and founder of Luxemore. And my name's Amy, studio therapist and best friend. A place to check in on all things Luxemore, business ideas, tips and tricks, how we operate, girls' chats and everything in between. I zoomed in so much. (gasps) What is that? I don't know what that is. Imagine we do this on. No, no you have what to watch them looking now. Are we meant to have one? Seriously, I do love them together. I wish, I wonder what photos they looked at. Probably the same ones that you've just seen. Yeah. Where they say things. That is so funny though. I just find that so funny. Luckily, I do love them together as the couple. Like, I just talk about the wedding. But Jamie is so funny. He's a bit wild, but he's actually so funny. They are, he is really funny actually. Yeah. I know, because I used to watch Winchester and then I stopped and I thought, oh. Yeah, I used to watch back in the day when it was like Haggy and like, Rosie yeah. and yeah, like when it first came yeah, out. like the first people Hugo and I've not watched it since then really. No, no. I feel like if you started watching it, you could probably easily fall back in. Jamie was there when it was like Haggy and Hugo and all yeah, that, wasn't he? Was yeah, he's all, he's like the main part. Like he's always yeah. there. They've gone like Spencer. No, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Jamie does a podcast with Spencer as well. I want to watch Spencer's. You know, he's like searching for his brother on the mountain. Oh really? His, bro- his younger brother or elder brother climbed Mount Everest and he died on it and they had to obviously leave the body as they, you have to leave the bodies on, it's too dangerous to take the bodies yeah. down. But now he's like searching for the body. So he's trying to recover the body. Oh my but God. He's done, I don't know if he did or not, but he's done a whole like documentary on it and it's coming out soon. So I'd quite like to watch that. But it, uh, have you watched um, the, probably Daddy's not. There's people but, that walking up there just see these dead bodies. Yeah, they're everywhere. The mountain is literally covered in dead bodies. It's too dangerous to take the bodies down. So what's Spencer going to do? Well, he's getting, like, a specific team to try and help recover the, like, body. What I mean by it's too dangerous, like, if you're oh in a group of people, like, if you yeah. have, like, five people and someone dies, you can't take that person down with you. Yeah. It's too dangerous, so, yeah. But then also, it's just... Have you watched the film Everest? If you haven't, you should watch the I film. I have, but a long time ago. It is so, like... I'm surprised you've watched it. I, I love that. Like, like stuff you like don't that. finish things or not. No, that's the only kind of thing I will finish, is, like, documentaries. documentaries I watch so yeah. many documentaries... Like, that is the only thing I will watch. Like, we watched a film last night and I couldn't finish it. But if you sit me in front of a documentary about someone killing someone, I'll watch the whole thing. It's crazy, isn't it? I just love watching Telly Moo. Yeah. I, I do like a documentary that gets you I think it's not hurt. real. Yeah, when it's not real, I just think, oh, I'm not yeah. into this. But when it's real, I'm like... Yeah, what does happen? Yeah, but have, have you watched the pain one yet? I can't watch that one. I watched a... Planes freak me out because that's something that we do. Yeah. You don't know that you're going to be murdered, but you know that you're going to go onto a plane. I guess you don't know yeah. that you're going to be murdered on a plane, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I yeah. did watch like a little snippet about it, and they were saying that 
he like a, I don't know if it's a conspiracy or like what but one of the theories that these scientists have come up with like actual mm. scientists have come up with is that the person that took control of the plane didn't just dive into the mountain he went up so he didn't go down he went up first and then he went up so high so fast that for about 10 minutes people were just suffocating because they didn't have enough oxygen and they're like mass dropped down but it wasn't enough for the amount of time or whatever so people um, were like slowly slowly suffocating before he went like he went up, they were suffocating, and then they're basically all like dying off, and then he plowed into the mountain. How fucking creepy is that? That's crazy. That's not no, mentioned in the No, thing. and then that um they the the theory is that he didn't then go into the mountains. So he went up and he had this basically like people were like dying and dead yeah. and he just like flew around for like a couple of hours and then he plowed in. That's what they're saying. So before he just like lost control so of and plowed on in. the on the documentary there is so many like conspiracy theories on that where they have just just gone with their theory put it out there and they just hope that something sticks because they haven't ever found no so this is supposedly again it's social media but this is supposedly backed by what scientists like aviation scientists think had happened yeah they have a few like aviation people on there then just like random journalists just putting in their two pens yeah that's silly yeah yeah it's wild yeah, planes freak me out a bit. I remember on the show. Sure, I think planes actually freak like the majority of people out, but it's very unsaid. Yeah. You know, like before you get on a plane, it's like very unsaid emotions how you feel. Yeah. So my view on a plane is you're literally in a metal box in the air. What the fuck? There's nothing <laughs> underneath you. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so weird. How is that real? Yeah. Simulation. It's not it's, real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking into it, it, it's just like. Yeah. It's just weird, isn't it? But when we flew to South Africa, the lady next to us was watching about the Boeing. On the plane? Yeah. The, the ones that had the faulty um, You shouldn't even be allowed to watch that on the plane. Liam was like, are you watching that right now? She was like, yeah, I love it. I was like that. And you're sat next to me? She'd like downloaded it. She's next to the fire yeah. exit too. <laughs> she, she downloaded it on her iPad and I was like, oh my God, you prepared that for this. You prepared but you yourself. you on that flight, didn't Yeah, you? but yeah. she was like, oh, she flies often. So she was like, oh, I've watched everything on that. So I downloaded some stuff off Netflix. I was like that. Okay. More for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. I can't say I don't watch them, I do watch them, but like Yeah it like it's the anxiety like it like makes now. me like <laughs> it's been a couple months. Can't imagine what it'd be like when I step on a plane. <laughs> Lucky we live in Europe and everything's quite close. Yeah. Unless you go to South Africa. Wow. <laughs> Just to put it you go, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but we have more like if you're in South Africa There's you a lot to fly of, everywhere. Yeah. And it's like at least eleven hours anyway. Depends on where you are. Yeah. All right, let's get into that. Okay, you're going to lead. Okay. All right. Welcome back to another check-in podcast with Megan and Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> on today's topic, we're going to go into a little bit on pay and raising your, your prices, worth. knowing yeah. your worth, and like the value in your worth and what people will pay. Mm. I think just like generally based on the UK and based in the beauty wellness industry mm-hmm. I think the majority of self-employed people probably undercharge their worth yeah but it's one of the most interesting things because a lot of people go self-employed because they don't want to work for someone mm-hmm. they want to get maybe earn more money but we still don't show like we still don't yeah. charge our worth 
So I'm currently having big conversations about this yeah. with myself and some girls I used to work with um, who we've all decided to go self-employed in that line of work. So obviously I'm employed here at Luxembourg, yeah. um, but I also work self-employed on the side. And it is that transition from being in a salon and... Um, the prices being what they were, especially in our salon, the prices were quite high. And then leaving that to go self-employed for whatever reason, obviously one of them wanting to make a little bit more money, but still not having the, I want to say guts, but like, yeah. I don't know if it's guts, but like feeling like you're, you, you're not, feeling like you couldn't charge the price that you should be. Yeah. Feeling you shouldn't, you and couldn't charge what you should be charging. Like yeah. that. It's like when you work for a business, the businesses, these are their set prices. That is what the outline is. Yeah. And I think sometimes it falls a bit short when someone is maybe self-employed, doing it from like a home. Mm. They haven't, there's, I think there's a bit of a, like a weird stigma between like a brick and mortar, like brick and mortar, brick and mortar, brick and mortar. Brick and I don't know where you're going with basically that. Basically, a shop. <laughs> yeah. What is that called? Is that a saying or? Yeah, it is. Brick and mortar. No, never it's heard. just what it's called. Oh, brick what? And so anyway, this is a brick and mortar. I don't even think it's water. I think it's something else. Anyway, a I'll building. Change the words. A, building, a studio, a space. A studio, a space, a shop, rather than say like a converted treatment room. Yeah. Um. There's like a like there's a bit of a change in it, I think, being mm. somewhere that's like outside of the home mm. or the yes. boundaries aren't always as clear. Yeah. So yeah, this just going on that conversation we I've been having recently is also exactly that saying, Oh well, I'm not in like a salon on the high street or I'm not I'm not in a big space this is just like me in my home space and I've converted a room so I don't feel like I should charge as much as someone who has a studio on the high street because but yeah but what is the reason yeah and the thing is it's it's what you see and what they see as the value mm -hmm. because ultimately you'll pay for the value Mm -hmm. of a service um, and it's just getting that right sweet spot that you feel like you're being paid what you're worth and they feel like they're paying for the value of the service. Mm. And it's hot. And it is mainly based on like clientele mm. and also pricing yourself right. Mm. It's such a hard topic, like, topic mm. um, and getting it right. Mm. But you just have to start, like you have to start somewhere. And yeah. My journey probably started off, I charged lower. Yeah. And because you think, well, you think a bit of what I've just said there, like I was in a spa, obviously that, and I was in my first spas like eight years ago, and they would charge £95 for a 60-minute treatment. And now it's like in the spas, it's like £130 for a 60-minute treatment. Mm. Now, when I first started self-employed, I charged £49? Yeah. Or actually, I think even before I charged £35. I was going to say, I think it was less than 49 And I And people would tell me all the time, like, it, like you're undercharging. Yeah, prices or are cheap. Like, or if someone says, if someone says something's good value, like, that means, like, I, I personally think, like, yeah, that's, like, it's good value. Mm. If someone says it's like, I can't think of the phrase, but basically, they're getting a lot for their money... That yeah. definitely means you're undercharging and it's a nice way 
Uh, well, for you, take that as you need to raise your prices. And yeah. for them, it's like they f- they would have paid a lot more yeah. to get that service. Yeah. And I think almost you have to be in your own lane in the sense of you know your worth and mm. what you feel comfortable charging, mm. but also the people around you, what their level of service is and how much they're charging. And if you think your service is on a higher level, then you need to be based on that. And if mm. you think it's the same level, you need to do it around that. Mm. And there, I think there's nothing worse than doing a service and you're thinking, like, your worth is, like, at the end of the treatment, you're thinking, I, that treatment should have been a lot more expensive. I didn't get... Like, they got a lot more than what they paid for mm. type of thing. Mm. And... I guess, yeah, doing your research, but also you're always in the beginning going to feel uncomfortable charging someone because it is that imposter syndrome. Yeah. And you just think, how could I possibly charge this much and someone pay it? Mm. Um, but then after a few months, like, I always get that when I've raised the prices and you start feeling a little bit and you're thinking, oh, like, I wonder if people are still going to... And they still continue to come and it just shows that they see value in the service mm. and then you get used to it and you feel like, no, like this is the right price and yeah. this is what we should be charging and you feel comfortable again. And I think when you start out, you kind of have to be really strong with that because it is hard. When yeah. you start out, it's like if you're newly trained in something, you do have that imposter syndrome, you do feel like you're maybe not quite where you should be. But if you go in and charge half or even 30% less than what you kind of should be it's going to be way harder for you to increase your prices to the level that it should be price increase increases should be done I think fairly regularly yeah what were you saying like well I think there's like a like a there's a few factors Mm. it's like one of them is if you're fully booked your prices should be raised yeah. because you're booked up so far in advance. So you're in demand. And yeah. If you're in demand, people are going to pay more. It's like, I don't know if this is similar, but if something goes out of stock, when it comes back, or you might go off of the, like, go onto a secondhand market where the price is, like, spike type thing. Like, yeah. you're in demand. So you should be paying. Yeah. Like, you should be charging, charging for that. Yeah. Um, Like, seasonal, like, yearly price increases as well like stock if your stock increases yeah if you have staff because or your own pay yeah and you because na- naturally your stock prices will go up they yeah. always do and if you are someone who like yourself has a studio minimum wage and all of that it all goes up and yeah. you kind of want to um, keep in line with that and yeah. although um, well you def- have to keep in line with yeah that. <laughs> absolutely um and that's the I mean this year it's gone up like nearly like a pound. That's it. I think it's gone. I think it was oh, not. It's got. Oh, I think it was on like nine sixty. Now it's up to ten forty. Such something. a big jump. And it is a big jump. And although it seems really small, you have to think for all businesses to give if they have multiple people or hundreds of people employees, and they have to give everyone a pay yeah. increase. It's a lot of money across the board. Yeah. But if you control it yourself and you're self-employed, mm. I would say like you need to be looking at your prices every six or twelve months. Mm. Um, I really don't get places and I've seen one advertised recently and it said they haven't put their price up in five years and I think five years yeah like how much has changed in five years yeah 
and you're a business you need to operate like a business mm. like a big supermarket isn't not going to put their prices up in five years oh my gosh you just pay what they pay like what they what's on the ticket yeah sorry tesco is so expensive at the moment yeah but i and still need that stuff and i still want that stuff so so yeah, you pay you extra, do it but then it's the domino effect of well they've raised their prices so then salaries need to be raised yeah so treatments need to be raised and it is a domino effect yeah and i think especially if you're self-employed mm. um had a conversation recently where they someone was moaning about um a nail technician putting up her prices so i said oh like how much they put up by they said three pounds and i said sorry <laughs> i said why like why are you moaning she said well don't you think that's a lot i said no because that might be three pounds just of her inventory mm. she hasn't even thought about putting her like salary up yeah and obviously with the situation we're in at the moment in the world in mm. the uk you know all these people are getting salary increases and we're self-employed for a reason but we're not setting the prices where the price needs to be yeah and you have to consider within your price when you when you're pricing yourself when you're self-employed it's not just okay I want to earn this amount of money an hour so that's how much I'm going to charge you do have to think about all the extras and there's so much to it and it is also just upkeep of keeping your studio you know like you're constantly changing things in here and it's um ever like evolving yeah also just if you are in a a unit in a shop is the external factors mm. and even at home it's like if you're paying for heating or you're paying for your yeah. water it's gotten a lot more use and that money has to come from somewhere yeah and so if you think you take off all those little elements like you said and if you've increased your prices that might cover all those other elements but you might still only be taking home yeah that same amount as so a business need cover your expenses mm. cover your salary and then hopefully have a profit yeah at the end of it yeah so it's looking at the bigger picture so much more and I think like a guideline for a lot of people like probably the most people that like probably most people that are listening who are self-employed we're probably all undercharging what we should actually be worth Mm. so it's just to look at it and to feel confident with it I mean we've I've put up the prices here a couple times Mm. and mainly because I was undercharging a lot where I was before and then I've come to this new space and it's elevated. Mm-hmm. I use that word a lot, but it has elevated. And then on top of that, we've had a cost of living mm-hmm. crisis. That's elevated the cost of everything. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I personally think the service that we have here is above a lot of other places mm-hmm. that do a similar service. And we are... I don't want to say we're a luxury because I think it's uh, like regularly to be maintained, but we are at a good price point mm. um, and people are paying good money. I'm not in any disbelief that it is good money people are paying, mm. but I do think it's better than some other places. So we still need a margin on other places because I think we're a more premium place. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as everyone else has raised their prices, of course, that will trigger us to raise ours mm. because to keep that premium premium side of things yeah um so I think a good idea is probably like it probably should be more like it's hard to say but probably 10 percent each time Mm. you're going up and how frequently would you say yeah but how frequently would you say I would say six to twelve months Mm. 
at least if you're a bit like concerned like at least every year yeah but like those deciding factors I just think if you're booked up for like over a month two months like yeah you're worth it and you're worth that increase you're you need to also think of like durability Mm -hmm. if you're going like if you can earn more money but do like couple less treatments a month and it's gonna make you last as a therapist longer Mm. then wouldn't you rather charge probably an extra few pounds per person which is no like no money at all to I don't know to just prolong your like career yeah in the industry and also like your mental health it's like trying to get a better balance Mm. as well you know going self-employed you want to be like you've want, you've decided that you want to work for yourself mm. and have yeah there's a lot of things that come with that but you also want a bit more flexibility mm. you want to get paid better than like a living wage yeah um but I think so often we don't mm. and starting up like yeah you said earlier if people are if you've got so low prices there is a I personally think if someone's price is so low it makes you think why is it why why is it so low is it not a good service is it not valuable yes a hundred percent and I've definitely seen before and thought hmm why is that so low like I'm not sure they've obviously priced themselves on what they think they're worth yeah and so because that's how you expect people to price themselves and so if it is so low then you think well it might not be and yeah you might be doing yourself a discredit yeah when in an actual fight you actual fact you might be incredible but you're just not pricing yourself like you're worth um I think with the with that you also have to think like Megan's just said you want to be increasing your prices six to twelve months so if you just say for instance could be any amount of money but say you want to be charging 35 pounds or 40 pounds or something like that yeah but you go in and you start at 20 pounds because you think 20 pounds oh that's an easy start yeah. more people will go for it la 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 yeah the jump between 20 and four like that's 50 percent, or yeah. even 20 and 35 that's 75 percent higher so you've done yourself over by that 75 yeah. percent or 50 pe- wait am i saying the right percentages yeah, you said 20 going up to 40. Yeah. Yeah, 50%. Not sure who got my percentages right there. But anyway, you're doing yourself out by a lot there. And so when you try to jump up to those prices, yeah. if you think you, you're, when you start, you think you should be at 40, but you're actually charging 20. Well, the year after that, you should be at maybe 45. Yeah. So it's just, your, I feel like if you start low, you're going to constantly be trying to catch up to where yeah. you want to be. Yeah. And if you're constantly trying to catch up to where you want to be and doing it kind of slow and steady, then you're doing yourself over a little bit. but if you're catching up to where you want to be and making big jumps it also maybe puts people off a little bit because you think well that one client's getting a bit funny about three pounds or that's nothing but yeah if you're trying to jump your prices up by however much yeah um yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is when you start out don't go low yeah sometimes it's hard yeah hard to build up to that price yeah it's like I've I almost think you should set, if you think it's £40, do £40, maybe do an opening discount. Introductory offer, yeah, yeah. something like that. And that is, and yeah, I think that's... And if offers to be, start building your business is probably the best way to start building your clientele. Yeah. But also, there is, again, that spot of people will then start only coming to you if you have offers, mm. or they'll wait to book because they assume an offer's coming. Yeah. 
So it's like maybe do an introductory offer um, for all your new clients, get people through the door. Yeah. And once you've got them, like they will hopefully just start continuing to come with you. Yeah. But you don't want to underwrite yourself. And And I think if clients know that, it's like a pre-warning. Okay, so they're going to be £40, but right now I can get it for... 30 or something um but I know that next time I go I will have to pay the 40 pounds but because I'm trying it on 30 I think you know if it's all good then 40 pounds is fine but yeah if you start in and you just say my prices are 30 and then you jump up to 40 within the space of two months yeah I think that's when people lose trust yeah a little bit "Hmm." and that's the thing is finding the right time Mm. it's not so often that people are like they're money hungry yeah but it's enough to warrant okay, I understand everything's increased. Of course, it's going to increase. Yeah. And that's normally how it is. Mm. Everything's increased. So, of course, that's going to increase. And it's just that common common knowledge. Yeah. Um, and also, most people, like, you'll put a price. Some people won't even realise. Some people don't even know how much they spend on things. Yeah. And most people are like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And if it's not fine, it is hard if you lose a client, but you're then moving to a stage where you're starting to like really get the clientele that you want Mm. and you need because they're the ones that see the value in the service Mm. and we'll always lose clients because I guess the truth of it is sometimes people can't afford it Mm. there's been times where we can't afford something and that is how it is yeah but I always like when a client just tells me how it is like Mm. I won't be able to afford it next month that's fine we've all been there yeah um or, like, I'm going to spread my appointments out. I just think, yeah, there's a right and wrong way, mm. right and wrong way to do it. I guess it leads, like, for me, I don't like making a song and dance if I put up the prices. Mm. I think sometimes when people put out a social media post, like, broadcasting the price increase, there's probably a lot of people on your clientele, like, on your Instagram, that aren't actually your clients that don't actually need to know you've put up a price increase Mm. like that might just be your price Mm. this is of course my personal opinion (laughs) (laughs) no but But, as you I've yeah but now suddenly I'm aware so like oh you've put up a price increase like I always just think that's good for you Mm. but I don't know I don't think it needs to be broadcasted Mm. like again if you go to Tesco's are they broadcasting that I don't know like a pie has gone from one pound thirty to two fifty. No, no. Like it is just the new price. Yeah. Same with like. A and you don't question restaurant. it, really. You might think, oh, and but you don't question you it. Don't, like most people won't question it, but then you'll also have one person that's like, mm. no, I pay. Like, like, and they will have the exact money for that, mm. like pie, yeah, or whatever. And that will happen, and sometimes it might make you feel like, oh, but you know what? You just need to do. You just need to raise your price. Mm. I think as well, there's so much value that you're putting into your treatment, but as well, you have to think about the time and effort before even starting. Yeah, before even like going into self-employment and all of that, the experience that you've got, how many, yeah, how many years you're working, but it's not always necessarily that, but your training, how much money you've spent on your training, how much time you've spent learning your craft, perfecting your craft. There's a lot more to it than just the treatment itself and the value in the treatment you don't just decide one day you're going to do beauty and then just start yeah there's a lot of work and money money. yeah that goes into it buying your 
kit, but like filling yeah. a space, even if you're doing it from home, even if you have that room in your house, re- yeah. like ready to go, the paints on the walls, you still have to fill that room. You yeah. still have to buy all the stuff for it. Yeah. Um, and it's expensive. And like I was saying, like it constantly is evolving. You're constantly trying to keep up with the times yeah. and, you know, making it fresh and new. And so it, it is, you have to look at everything. It's not just this the exact treatment it does that make sense like yeah. the specific yeah. hour it's that so you're in for than just that one hour yeah. treatment that you it is and it's everything and that's the way of just reminding yourself that it is mm. you're running a business yeah and it should operate like that that you have a profit and loss and you should be covering your costs mm. and if you're not then you need to reassess reassess what you're doing just kind of recenter yourself mm. and and like you said it's also how the future looks if you're trying to like we said in the last episode like elevate a treatment like yeah you need spare money to do that yeah um if you want like the treatments get more advanced if you want to go into a new skincare range or buy mm. new products or invest in a higher range that's more money mm. all this all this like all the money has to come from somewhere mm. and because your clients will be benefiting you will also be benefiting but it's just important and I think as well this episode will come just as we go into a new tax year which is when like the majority of people will reevaluate yeah on the new tax year because a lot of change happens around that time so it's just a reminder to just and be like really confident about putting your price up and for me when we raise our prices like first of all when they book if they've booked online they already see our price mm. if they've rebooked in the studio then they get a confirmation of their next appointment with the price yeah the price is very clear they'll get a reminder with the price mm. um there's kind of no escaping that there's some people that i will directly tell if i know a like a particular client is like they know exactly how much they're paying each mm. month and they're like in a, they're like a set routine um but otherwise, I don't I don't put it out there because it's not everyone's business. Mm. It's only my clients that need to know who's raising the price. Yeah. And, yeah, at least 10% each time. Mm. And look at it regularly because, ultimately, we all work to, to earn a living mm. and to better our lives in a certain way and get to where we want to wanna get to. Yeah. And... A million times over, you went self-employed. Like, if we're talking, if we're speaking on self-employment, you went down that route to earn more and have more flexibility. And you kind of have to, like, stay true to what you want. Yeah. Like, that's why you went into it. So don't keep your price the same price for five years. Yeah. I actually think, like, if you, like, you need to reassess. Mm. It's not It's not good business mm. to do that. Mm and as well I think no other business would do that apart from like a people industry yeah because and that's the thing is because we we care so much and don't I know that we've if we've lost a client and it's because of a pay um pay like a pay increase like I will remember those people we don't lose that many Mm. but then it's also like important I guess to realize that you have done a pay increase and then we'll do some offers um like at certain times of the year like cyber weekend we'll do good offers Mm. um if they're like a particularly regular client then we have automated offers that go out to them Mm. because as much as we charge a a good price I want them to be rewarded Mm. for being such a loyal 
like client. client. Yeah. It goes it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Like it's hard to put yourself out there and to make that change, especially if you're someone who hasn't changed your prices in five years. It's hard to then go, okay, I need to get it together and I need to start. Yeah. Like to put that separate being, head on. Yeah. It is really hard. But like you said, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. By And if you lose a client and it's like they they like <sighs> Some people won't be able to afford it, but some people will be, okay, I don't see the value at that price. Mm. And also, that's okay if mm. that person doesn't, and don't get it, don't let it discourage you, mm. because it just means it's not for them. Mm. And they might go elsewhere down the road and and not have as good of a service. And they'll soon remember, and they will soon pay what they need to pay. Yeah. It's a bit like anything. You go to a restaurant, a fancier restaurant. Yeah. You're going to pay to be in that fancier restaurant. Yeah. So it should be no different. Yeah. Than coming to, especially coming to someone in the wellness industry. Mm. It's like, if you look at the comparison of how the UK is and the US or like Canada or Australia, the like, like lashes in, in the States are over like, a new set's like 120 pounds yeah it's such a difference I saw that the other day actually and I yeah. was shocked I mean I didn't get my lashes done here but I but know no, that they're even 65 75 yeah and you see pounds. even more 100 so be- like the UK is such a powerful country but in some of the things we're so behind mm. um and it's it's the biggest I think well probably in all of the sections of beauty and wellness but the lash one seems like the biggest like mm. margin like diff- and the thing is the like money rate like the exchange rate isn't even like something too far like, yeah like before it used to be like two dollars to a pound a long time ago but mm. now it's like i don't know it's still transferred to be like a hundred pounds mm. in the uk and people charge like 40 45 pounds it's like such a huge gap difference mm. yeah so it is but then it can only be changed by the people mm. like if because if everyone started raising their prices to a certain amount then everyone's at that certain amount mm. it's a bit like it is a dominant effect really yeah and I have actually heard before um therapists saying like that it's quite crazy that someone is charging so little and it kind of does the industry mm. as a whole a disservice yeah because because you're set you're saying that well if they can go and have whatever it is done for that price then why is that person and the next person charging so yeah. much more but the people who are charging so much more are charging what it should be yeah. but because you're charging a little bit less does that make sense yeah, I feel like 100%. I've not yeah and that's it is it is bringing the level because if everyone was bringing at that it down level yeah then there's no like oh they're charging this and I could get this for that because someone probably could get a full body massage for our 30 minute treatment mm. um, oh definitely and it does bring it, it down. brings it down but yeah then it also some person will be like well why is that one so much cheaper what do they do differently yeah and that's when like expectations can change yeah but actually but then also one service might not be very good at all and mm. then you'll be like oh no this is this price because of this yeah but if we had just like a blanket price that everyone started at mm. Or it's just like a range. It doesn't have to be yeah. exactly the same, but it is it's just when you see... fight for the business to steal it. Yeah. But 
it's the thing we're not like in competition everyone can do their own thing there's enough but to that, go around yeah more than enough to go around but yeah. that's when it starts like slipping it's like mm. obviously the, the high street we're on there's so many hair salons beauty salons on this high street mm. and i think some people ask like oh like is it competition but i never see it as competition because we all have our own clients mm. we all do different I mean, like, there's another massage place, like, five doors, like, five doors up. Yeah. But we're all doing different things. And we all have our certain clientele that we attract. Mm. So I wouldn't look too much on what everyone else is doing. Mm. And just, like, pave your own niche. Mm. Because people notice when you copy Mm. other... Like, there's always the original of something. And then people notice the... And take inspiration, because we all take inspiration. But... yeah. Yeah, and obviously the pricing, it's hard to, like, not think, oh, well, they're charging this, so I should charge this. Yeah, it's when you see someone charging super low and you feel like, oh, they're charging so low, I don't feel like I can charge what I feel like I want to charge. And I think that's what's a shame in the industry, Yeah, is that we do compare ourselves to other people's prices. And like you said, it it would be nice if we were all just a straight, like... Yeah same like roughly the same rate but it isn't that way but I think don't get pulled down by therapists who are charging low prices stick to your like your guts guts. yeah Yeah. I was gonna say guns yeah guts (laughs) um (laughs) stick to yeah stick to your guts yes, is it guts? guts yeah um and just charge what like you're tra- yeah charge what you're worth your your space that you've created everything like don't look at lower prices like if you feel like there's other people who are around the same range as you have a look at that and, and be like okay cool yeah they're around the same range as me maybe I might put a little bit more or yeah. I might whatever but don't get blindsided by the people who are charging super low because what for yeah what for and you don't need to go that low no and if you are charging low then you do need to elev- like you do need to yeah. reach your price you're worth more than yeah. that because sometimes people do see and like a higher price service or a higher price treatment with like a higher price service like they're going to get more out of it mm. um i like when i went to school i remember this girl saying um she like went for a wax like local high street mm-hmm. then she went for a wax like harvey nicks and she was like, there was no pain in Harvey Nicks. She was like, I think when I pay more, it's like, it was like pain free. And actually there is like a, it actually, it's just actually the person that's doing it. Mm. But you might feel like you're in a better location. You might feel more comfortable. You might feel like they're better products. Mm. You might feel like all of those you're things paying for that their experience incorporated it's, that service. Yeah. And actually, if you just took that therapist, and everything else and took them out of that nice setting Mm. they might still do the exact same treatment but your experience has been completely different yeah and that's why we've spoken about previously like elevating your service Mm. how to get the most out of your treatments Mm. because it is the whole experience that can change everything yeah and yeah so don't be afraid to put your prices up you're worth it yeah you should be putting them up yeah and yeah and also this is just like a gentle push yeah to just be like no you can do it because sometimes if you're self-employed and on your own and not in a salon and first starting out yeah it is hard hard. and it's scary and 
you like almost feel like no I can't charge that much but you can and you should and you're only doing yourself I keep saying it but it really is true you're only doing yourself a disservice by not charging your worth and if someone doesn't see it then that's fine Mm. they're just not the client for you plenty of people out there yeah um don't fixate so much on yeah yeah the odd person here or there who can yeah who aren't able to visit you there are other people if they choose to go elsewhere they choose to go elsewhere yeah you know sometimes you just feel like they might just feel like something different yeah you know I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. It's Luxembourg Studio as well as Pinterest, YouTube. Spotify. Spotify. There's one more. Mm, There is one more. Facebook, TikTok. 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 Um, And keep up to date with us. But I think that's it for now. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. My name is Megan. And my name's Amy. Till next time, we're checking out. out.